Previously on Myth Takes. We are now mere moments before the conference room scene. We see Dr. Hank Mansfield gathering a few things and hurrying around in his office. He hits a button and says, CL3, would you kindly put all the subjects in conference room four? And please be sure that Buck and Lucy are in on this little meeting of the minds we have going on. There is silence. CL3? Confirming order. Yes, sir. Proceeding as instructed. Hank turns off the comm, but is still not sure why CL3 took so long to answer. A blip on his tablet informs him that everyone is in place. He walks to the door where Lucy and Buck stand outside waiting to follow him in. Hank puts on his game face and opens the door. All of the subjects look at him and his associates. Everyone is confused, some a little angry, some a little scared. Hank sits down and says, Alright, some of y'all are not being quite straight with me, but I guess we'll deal with that in due time. He makes eye contact with Noctis, Annabelle, Mikhail, TJ, and Natalie specifically during these words, making sure to note how they respond. Jesus Christ, man, I'm... let's just start from the beginning. I am Dr. Hank Mansfield. This is Buck, and this is Lucy. Shit is getting buck wild out there, and y'all simply know just too damn much. So it's time we talk about what comes next. and welcome to Myth Takes. This is a different type of episode. If you are a fan of the podcast, The Adventure Zone, then you are familiar with the episode stylings uh, that they usually call like their lunar interludes. As of the recording of this particular bit, I don't have a name for it, but we will probably come up with it within the next couple of weeks when the episode actually airs. But uh, this is our version of a lunar interlude. These are the types of episodes that happen in between arcs. Um, They might not happen between every single arc, maybe every couple of arcs or so, but it will be the time that we address things like leveling up, um, getting new weapons or armor, uh, and um, basically doing any kinds of one-on-one or maybe two-on-one or whatever, or like basically two to three people scenes that are important for driving the narrative forward, but also getting a little bit of character de- uh, development. Uh, I don't know exactly what I'm going to call it again, but I know that it will include the word bunker. So for right now, I'm just going to call it a bunker episode. On this bunker episode, we are not going to be addressing new weaponry and everything like that just yet. Um, there, It will be explained very soon. Uh, But that will also be dealt very much like the Adventure Zone. I don't mean to 
uh, take so many things from that franchise. It's just one of those things of while I was searching for ways to make different elements work, they already had a system and it just made a lot of sense. So sometimes you just use what you know. Let's talk about Natalie. So where is Natalie's head after all that's been said and all that's happened? Um, you know, at this point, you have fought a, another witch, essentially. You fought Kimberly Elizabeth and you hexed a gun and destroyed it. You also, uh, essentially not cursed, but you like imbued magic into a weapon for Garth. And then you were taken by an angel to a bunker in the middle of nowhere. And you were essentially, um, you know, brought on full time, if you will, as a monster hunter. So now that we have essentially uh, gotten through every introductory arc and we've caught up to where we left off at the end of the prologues, what's going on with Natalie? She's like, what? <laughs> Does she say that out loud at any point during the conference? What? Or? Uh, no, Natalie's pretty, I mean, she's like quiet, like in her head. Like if you've ever seen the Lizzie McGuire show, like, you know, she's got like the little animated Lizzie. She doesn't, like, obviously she's not, but like her inner thoughts are a right. bit more um, animated. No, like pun intended because mm -hmm. of the little character. Um, but um, she's a little in shock by everything. But also since she's grown up knowing she has powers and everything, she's not surprised that there are other things out there. But she didn't realize how big of a problem it was because, you know, like all this stuff happened to her when she was little and she grew up with her grandfather and everything. And then she moved back and she just worked in a library. So every day was just kind of like, I work at a library. It's really quiet and chill. And then I go <laughs> yeah. home and what is so funny. I just, just the, she works at a library and she's like, I work at a library. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that I was so funny. Library. But just like, I work at a library. It's really chill. It's really chill. <laughs> um, yeah, she, um, the only thing, the thing like Stephanie, the first thing I thought was, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's also um, a little uh, overwhelmed in a way because she's around a lot of people, a lot of different personalities where, you know, she'll meet different people at her work, but it's a quiet place, whereas this place is not quiet. And um, she's at the point where she's like, I guess I just have to roll with the punches because I don't really have anyone else and they seem like they know what they're doing and we're not dead yet. So might as well just keep on trucking. That makes a lot of sense. So before we get to your scene, let's talk about leveling up. Um, Level up. I'm going to do something with my stats. Okay. Yeah. So I can make it a little less uh, sad. Um. <laughs> How about I'll do plus one cool because I'm at a zero right now. Okay. So I'll just add plus one. That'll help me out. And I'll feel less lame. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what I'm going to do. I just realized that none of these ever let you add a tough. Yeah, I'm never going to be so tough. So you're always going to be like Which is good. One. I think that's good for like all of them that there's always a disadvantage for the characters. Right. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So that is the improvement that you get there. Um, and... At some point, you will get another one. Sweet. 
now that we've done that, let's yes. address your scene. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. You're fine. So <laughs> have you have you planned something out? Did you write something out? No, I, I legitimately did not. Only because uh, I know that I had asked you who you wanted to do a scene with, <laughs> and you said Terry. So I figured uh, I had absolutely no idea necessarily why or what you wanted to accomplish with Terry. So I felt like instead of me writing out something and us going through a scene that I think would make sense for the two of you, I think that Terry is the kind of person that just sort of goes for whatever. So um, I will basically, you know, go with whatever you want to have going on. Um, so uh, at this point, I, I don't know if you are like necessarily home yet or like how, how are you finding Terry essentially? Terry? Um, oh, you know what it is? I probably <laughs> specifically kept ordering lifts. Yeah. <laughs> and then not Terry and cancel. No, 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 no. Uh, it wasn't that. I it was, it like... was totally up to chance. Like she, considering everything that's gone on, she has forgotten. Mm-hmm. No, like no offense to him. Of course she's like worried, like, oh, he's okay and everything. Yeah. But, um, uh, she's like, okay, well, I don't really have a car. So um, I need to get home. So she's at the she's at a big airport, and and she's like, okay, let me just order a lift. Just easier that way. Sure. And um, what is your reaction when you see the notification of like, you know, like when you're waiting yeah. and it says like searching, and then it says like your lift driver Terry will be arriving shortly. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, she doesn't think much of it. She's like, maybe it's him, but I don't know. It's not like it's a super uncommon name. Mm-hmm. So then she, um, she just like gets a look out and starts reading while she's waiting. So she's not. It's not too much. It sure, won't, it won't hit her yet. <laughs> sure. Um, and so, uh, you are sitting there reading your book, and you get a little text message that says like, "Hey, this is your Lyft driver. I'm outside of the." Uh, Airport. Airport pickup zone. Yeah. Okay. So then Nat is like, cool, cool. Um, Puts her book away. And then she walks out. Okay. And so you open the car door and you are greeted with a, how would he, how would he do this? He would go, hey there, uh, it's me, Terry, the, your Lyft driver. Oh, oh my God. Uh, Hey, I, what, why did, Terry is not normally one to not have words. Um, (laughs) this is surprising. (laughs) Uh, this is very weird. I, I woke up in the middle of, uh, that old abandoned hospital. My old car was kaput. Uh, Terry was on the side of the the house there, passed out, whatever, you know, uh, the, uh, EMT people, they came and woke Terry up. Why am I, Terry, stop talking to yourself in third person. So, you know, I woke up, you know, because the EMTs came, they woke me up and everything. They checked me out. Had a little bit of a sprained wrist, but you know, nothing too bad. But you three were nowhere to be found. And there was a dead lady and... There was a lot going on, and now I'm picking you up at an airport. What? I mean, look, I'm not one to judge, and Terry is no knock. But 
What happened? Um, there was a, um, hi, by the way. It's nice to oh, see yeah. you. Uh, hi, hello. Hi. Would you like a water? Uh, uh, sure. Thank you. Here you go. Thank you. Oh, oh, oh that was great. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Um. Ah, fully. Great job. <laughs> so, um, well, the thing is, um, yeah, so... Um, yeah. It's it's so nice to see you. It was that was a crazy day, right? I don't remember too much honestly because um I um I don't know if you really noticed, but like I had some low blood sugar and when it gets really bad, I um can faint. It's like nothing too serious, but I just hadn't really slept or eaten that much that day and my friends wanted to make sure I was okay and of course they we like apparently they stayed until they saw like the ambulances and stuff coming but I don't really know what happened but I guess something could have happened and would you really want to stay with I all mean, that, that stuff? I mean that storm was pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, it threw my car. Exactly right? It was... <laughs> Crazy. That guy Goth, he and I were in the front seats, and oh gosh, that was that was rough. What did you talk to Garth about? Uh, you know, not, I just like I like, like, like he, he's like we're like good friends, but sometimes it's hard to read him. Just, what were you guys talking oh, about? Oh yeah, no, that Goth character, he's he's a cool character, you know. Doesn't doesn't tell you a whole lot. I like him; he's mysterious. Um, but uh, hey, sorry, you said your blood sugar is low. Do you want a Snickers bar? Am I not myself when I don't eat a Snickers? Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of like Joe Pesci, right? Because I, well, I guess we sound kind of like. All right, anyway. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no. Garth and I were talking about, uh, um, okay. Terry's not good at lying, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. We were talking about you. What? Why? What? Uh, Terry, why, why, I'm sorry, I don't, I literally, I cannot tell you why, when I get nervous, I talk about myself in the third person. I think it's anxiety, I think it helps separate me. That's, that's okay. But, um. I'm judging here. Oh, and I'm super nervous now. Uh, I was talking to Goth about the fact that, I don't know, I mean, you're kind of cute, and I was just like... Hey, you know, do you think after you guys are done with your little, like, you know, trip to this meetup of doctors or whatever, that, like, maybe she would be down to, like, I don't know, just, like, hang out, get, like, lunch, you know, it doesn't have to be a meatball sub, I know. Everyone always assumes that Terry only eats meatball subs. Why? I eat other food. Well, Terry does eat a lot of meatball subs. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I've got one of those great cards, you know, from Mark's Meatballs. Where you know you go? Wait, you go to Mark's Meatballs? Oh, I go there I all the time. I have a card here too. That's incredible. What? I punch that card all the time. This is my fourth one. I have been. Yeah, no, I, I'm some. Uh, yeah, I'm around four too. <laughs> yep, only four. Um, so uh, yeah, you know, I just I was asking him. I don't know. I may have asked if. Oh, I guess if this is over the line, I may have asked him. 
if he thought it would be cool if like I got your number and I, I, I feel oh I feel creepy now I realize now that I might be part of the problem <laughs> well that's that's good that's good if you think that way you know, I think like that if you way if, about me being the problem, or thinking about well, getting that you were like a. <laughs> I mean, if you think there's an issue when there really is one, and you see like, oh, what I'm doing is not okay, then that's that's good self awareness. Oh, I mean, look, Terry will be the first one to tell you men are pretty gross. That's uh, good self awareness. You know, I I try. Uh, all right. So sorry. Give me one second. I gotta I gotta merge here. Okay, this guy, come on. All right, thank, thank you. Hey, thank, thank you. Thanks a lot. That guy was kind of nice. Let me in like that. Uh, okay, sorry. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're getting kind of close to the destination or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry for being kind of gross, but I'm also glad that you're okay. And hey, that, thank you, know. you. Yeah, I'm glad you're okay too. Um, well, I think it'd be more gross if you like took advantage of the situation more than just asking for a number and like you weren't persistent about it Do oh you know yeah what I, mean? I know i mean i i asked like once but more of like it was more of like uh you know do you think i could maybe stand a chance ah god that sounds also no, weird too no, but no, 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 no. yeah no but we moved on pretty quick especially when the air moved us that's yeah through the air well, through the sky well um uh um uh well i um well i guess natalie's not normally one to be out of words either well i don't talk too much so um yeah i mean uh now i'm getting nervous um i mean i wouldn't be opposed to the idea of grabbing a meal right now with you since you're here and I am as well and we both like meatball <laughs> subs and um this is this this is me saying sure it'd be fun to to spend time with you one on one you know what and he hits the little cancel <laughs> cancel fair and he goes this one's on me <laughs> Okay, and the two of you drive off towards... The sunset. Yes. <laughs> and a meatball paradise. <laughs> All right, Morgan. Let's talk about Allie. Yes, let's. Uh, Alabasandra has leveled up. Has she leveled up once or twice? Twice. Okay, so let's talk, before we get into the scene, uh, let's talk new moves and, and leveling up for the monstrous. All right. Um, so I, okay, so I can tell you what I picked, but I want to tell you why I picked it. Okay. Because, so she has plus three weird, and okay. I'm trying to really like, like lean on that as much as possible. So for the monstrous, um, there's a lot of, moves that you can take that instead of using the regular role you just use your mm -hmm. weird role so that's that's basically what i what i started doing so um so she's leveled up twice 
so for the first one, uh, the first move I'm taking is unholy strength. Um, and that is roll plus weird mm. instead of plus tough whenever you kick some ass. Wow. Okay. And then um, the other one that I am choosing for my second level up is immortal. You do not age or sicken. And whenever you suffer harm, you suffer one harm less. Okay. So you have currently, just so I can remember, you now have immortal and unholy strength. You uh, started with unnatural appeal, I believe. Yes. Correct. Uh huh. And claws of the beast. Uh, I think. Nope. Actually, claws are just my one of my natural attacks. Oh right, right, um, right, right. Mental dominion. That was the other one. That's it. Yes. Yeah. So I'm basically just trying to replace all of my stat rolls with plus weird. <laughs> Got right. I mean, hey, you know, some you just got to play up to your strength. Yeah. Um, that way. There's less chances of having a uh, real danger to Allie. Yeah, and it really sucked kind of in my um in my arc. It was unfortunate because I did have minus one tough. And so mm. she kept getting more and more angry and then basically was like, I'm going to attack you because I'm pissed off. And then like it totally didn't work out because I had a minus one. So I really want to play up that like the more angry she gets, like the more powerful she right. becomes because she's emotional or whatever. Um, right. So that's kind of where I'm going with that. Um, I, I think this is very interesting um, because of the fact that, you know, something that we have talked about with uh, right before we actually started recording, essentially, we talked about how because there are this many characters and of based on the genre of this show, um, you know, this probably this whole sh campaign won't necessarily have a happy ending for everyone. Um, and so, you know, it, it, you know, you're really doing your best to make sure that <laughs> Allie is one of the people that does get to have a happy yeah, ending. Yeah, now I have to meta game it, and make sure that you just can't kill her. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah. So you're 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 giving me less weaknesses to to play off. I of. think it's also good for her character because. I don't know how much of her backstory I've covered already, but she's half demon, basically. And I think that these moves kind of play into that, like, demonic mythos, you know, of like, right. oh, she looks like a human, but she's really strong. And like, oh, she doesn't age because, like, that's part of her, like, unnatural appeal. So she's just, like, always beautiful or something. So, right. I mean, it's also interesting in a way that, like... I, in a way, it, it, it's not necessarily that you're becoming more monstrous, but it's like as you're getting stronger, more of the monstrous side of your DNA and stuff like that is kind of like standing out. Right. Yeah. And that was another thing that I have kind of built into her backstory is like, oh, you know, something might happen when she comes of age. But like, what is of age for someone that is you know has demonic heritage like that's that doesn't right. necessarily mean like 18 like we think of in the human world it could be like when she's like 35 or something oh now you're right. of age because your lifespan is longer or something like that so yeah maybe she's growing into these things as she ages and gets more experience and like we didn't know that was going to happen because right you're hell spawn so yeah, I mean, it's like the demonic version of the X-Men. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> you know, you think you're going to be 12 when, like, your ability kicks in, but instead you're, you know, you should look gray and old, but you're 80, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a minute, I can fly? Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. It's just, it's, it's always a surprise. Right, right, um, right. 
it's like a prolonged puberty. <laughs> yeah. Well, and your body's always changing. <laughs> I mean, hopefully she doesn't get pimples or anything like that. Cause that would be upsetting. <laughs> oh, one of the new curses that you have to have oh, no. is bad acne. <laughs> oh, Whoops. <no. laughs> um, once per uh, mystery, you must go wash your face. I don't know. Oh my um, God. Like using, I don't know. I can't remember any of that stuff that I used to have to use. What were those like pads, like Stridex or something like that? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. It's like once per mystery, you have to miss a turn to go, go use, use a stuff. Stridex pad. Um, all right. Well, hey, um, you uh, have leveled up and we've done all that talk. Um, but now it's time to kind of spend some time like literally like hearing from Allie. Yay. I believe that you had a scene that you specifically wanted to have happen. Yeah, I wanted Allie to check in with dear old dad about this whole organization that she's been swept up in um, and talk about, you know, should I do this or I want to do this and here's why. And like, I don't know, like this is my chance to uh, fix the world or something. Um, so yeah, that was kind of my idea. And then, um, yeah, no, that's it. That's where I'll leave that. <laughs> sure. So, uh, where do we find Allie? Um, so Allie, went back home to get her stuff to move in to the bunker and now she is going to break that news to dad to derek okay um does she still live with derek or does she live on her own or um i don't know i didn't think about that um she probably lives on her own so mm -hmm. she's probably she just probably swung by his house to say hey they live in the same city though um right out in good old kansas um but yeah but she has like a fair degree of independence but still close with him um so where are you just swinging by his house to tell him or are you um so maybe they're having like lunch or tea or whatever they're they're at his house like sitting in front of the coffee or the yeah coffee table when this starts sure all right who do you want to have start the scene i guess i will Okay, so she takes a drink of her coffee and sets it down on the table and says, um, so I put in my notice at the coffee shop, Dad. Oh, wow. That's that's pretty big news. Did you, uh, I know you said that, you know, you've been looking at other places. Did you get another offer somewhere? So, kind of. Um you remember, you know, the whole thing that happened with the the monsters and had to go fight them in the other town because I had to save you. You remember all that? Well, um, yeah, I was kind of hoping that that we would, uh, you know, those things that you just sort of hope that you never have to talk about. Like, after we give you the talk, you just kind of hope that you never have to mention to your kid ever again, hey, don't forget to use condoms. Like, you kind of hope that you just have to say it once. I don't know. I just kind of felt like I, uh, yeah, I guess I saw this coming. All right. So, what's going on? So, I mean, so after that, I met... Dr. Mansfield, I think I mentioned him before, I can't remember, but he has a whole 
I guess, team, for lack of a better term. Uh, and they work on, you know, protecting people and stopping things like that from occurring. And oh, I man. I, I don't mean to be... Obviously, I'm very grateful that you and your friends saved my life and many others, but you're already living a dangerous life and putting yourself out there in front of other dangerous creatures. I just, I, I, I know that I, that we're past the point of, you know, you're living under my roof, so it's my rules kind of thing, but I really, I want to be supportive, but it's my instinct here is to say no. I want to help. I, I need, I need to help. It's like, it, I don't know. I just, I've been, I've been thinking about it, dad. And it just feels like, like it's my responsibility to, I don't know, make up for something. I just, if I, I you are I can not help. like those things. <laughs> You are not a monster. Those things that we that we dealt with, those God, I can't believe I'm about to say this word out loud. Those gargoyles? I mean, that's I know that there's stuff that's out there that most people aren't aware of, but gargoyles, that's just something's not right. Those things aren't real. What? What? I just I listen, I Oh man, I I want to be supportive, but I don't want to lose I don't want to lose you. You you won't lose me. I can come home whenever I want. It's not like I'm going to leave forever. I just I I just really I need to do this. And we both know that there are plenty of things out there that are real that should not be. And just what else is out there that could be, you know, causing harm to, to innocent people that just don't deserve to be caught up in all that. I just, I promise I can, I'll call you every week. I'll come home and visit as much as I can. I just think I I, need to do this. And I, I understand that. And I, can see it in your eyes. I can see how much this is something that you feel. And as much as I want to say no, I know that even if I say it, it's not going to make a difference. I know that just like your mother, once you get an idea in your head, once you know what you think is what you need, it's that's it. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. I just don't want you to end up in someone's crosshairs. I promise I'll be safe. Can you really trust these people? I just... Right now I have to go with my gut and say yes. <laughs> okay, I guess that's good enough for me. Thanks, Dad. You got it, sugar. All right, Lindsay. Hello. Uh, Hello. Let's talk about Noctis. Um, 
So before we get into like story related things, Noctis got some some experience. Uh, not only like in their personal life, essentially for the you know first time, uh, or not first time, but you know what I mean, like story wise. But also uh, they got some like literal game experience. Um, so between all the failures and the end of the mission, uh, Noctis has leveled up. Um, is there anything that uh, that you know jumps out to you? I would say probably uh, get plus one sharp because my sharp is minus one. But you know that's because I just started to exist, and now that I have a little <laughs> bit more experience with existing, I will move my sharp up one. That makes sense. I it's always good to be out of the negative. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just zero think- sharp, but it's at least not detrimental sharp. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Morgan was just talking about how Allie had zero tough, and every single time, you know, uh, Allie had to do a kicks and mass roll. It was like, well, that could have been good, but uh, <laughs> not so much. And so now, uh, and so in a way, it's like you know, Noctis. Anytime they looked around, and were like, I'd like to know more about this world, and then you roll, and you're like, well. There's That's a tree, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, now it looks like all of our characters are starting to kind of get a little bit more grip on this world, on the uh, world around them and everything like that. Um, then I think I'll take another summon move. Okay. And do, um, I think I will go for absolute badass and increase my tough by one to a maximum of plus three. Oh, that's cool. Which will, yeah, I think that will put my tough at, yes, yeah, so a full three. So. Man, yeah, Noctis is always going to be kicking some ass. I mean, I think that, like, if, if I'm not mistaken, that means the only way that you could fail a kick some ass is to get a two or a three Yeah. at this point. Like, at this point, only two possible rolls could fail. That's That's some pretty good odds right there. Um, Noctis well, I gotta is keep be... up all of this metal head crushing that I've sort of stumbled oh, into I know. as a character trait. <laughs> oh man, but it was always so cool every time it happened. It was like, yeah. oh, sick. Well, it just felt like naturally what they would do, you know, without oh, like a huge sure. understanding of fighting or anything is just sort of like an instinctual thing. So, right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Is is there any anything in particular that you, or sorry, that Noctis rather, um, kind of like wants to address like is there any character that uh that i guess rather that i play since it's just the two of us on this call um is there any (laughs) character that she would like oh sorry that uh that oh my gosh i do this all the time where i continuously mix up the names and everything else of characters and their players yes (laughs) like i called graham she earlier because i was talking about lucy but then i said graham then I said she, and I was like, sorry, you're he, Lucy's she. And you're like, oh my God. It's like, I feel like a parent who's trying to remember every <laughs> single kid. Oh, goodness. Okay, sorry. Is there uh, any scene or any particular conversation that Noctis would like to have here in the bunker? Um, I would say probably that Noctis is a little 
make it closer to when, you know, uh, fought the Wendigos and kind of, <laughs> and just being like, uh, Noctis is feeling both a little overstimulated because this is the most interaction with people that they've had, period. And right. a little mystified because every, that everybody seems to like take them in stride. The people aren't more freaked out by them because every other creature they've met, except for some like more predatory animals like wolves and, and mountain lions have been, completely weirded out by their presence. Um, and so they're very curious about this is the first time that people have not like just either tried to run or shoot them when they saw them. Right, right. Okay, so uh, something that we talked about in, I can't remember who I was talking to this with uh, at this point, but I know that I was talking with a character recently about how after the, the meeting ends, um, Hank and Buck and everyone um, kind of help introduce people to the idea of like, you know, you are free to leave, you know, but we do have a space here in the bunker for you to remain if you so choose. Um, a few of the characters have chosen to stay behind, um, including uh, Allie and um, Natalie is not going to be staying full time, but, you know, Nat like currently Natalie is planning to go back to Massachusetts for a little bit, but, um, Natalie has accepted their room. Um, you know, uh, and so some characters are kind of still trying to figure out whether they plan on sticking around or what, but, um, the consensus has been that everyone is sticking around. Uh, Noctis also has a, uh, living space, although Noctis does not, you know, sleep, um, Right, that was that yeah. was a thing Noctis for yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, but I was they, like, they I was also don't have anywhere else to go. So as long as you guys right. have a decent kitchen, that would be what Noctis is most curious about. <laughs> yes. So uh, I think you know maybe that's a good maybe that's a good little little spot there. Um, you know uh, maybe that's like a good way to sort of have Noctis feel comfortable in this space um, surrounded by these people that kind of perplex them um so let's find noctis here in the kitchen here and um it's fully stocked what does noctis want to make uh noctis is gonna make cinnamon and sugar buttermilk biscuits with raspberry jam and clotted cream sometimes i wonder why i ask questions <laughs> like that because i just know you're gonna have an answer that like even if I did just eat dinner, my body's gonna go. Oh, dude, you're hungry now. Um, man, that sounds incredible. Okay, so they're the best. <laughs> um, all right, so let's kind of kind of walk walk us through how the recipe works. I guess you know, um, just to kind of get a small glimpse into uh, what uh, I can't remember who told me this joke, so I apologize. But someone said that uh, there should be some sort of side episode of Noctis cooking and call it Myth Bakes. Um, so if that was you, here's Myth Bakes, a little like a little sneak preview, I guess. Um, what's Noctis's first step? Um, well, you make a pretty straightforward sort of buttermilk biscuit dough. Uh, you know, you have to let it rise and sort of knead it out, and then cut it into little biscuit discs usually using just like a like a water glass um and then you bake them until they start 
to become golden brown. And then this is a good part because you take them out and you uh, dip them in butter and then you roll them in cinnamon and sugar. Uh, and they're like my favorite uh, at-home brunch kind of move. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> so at some point during one of these steps, uh, Dr. Hank Mansfield steps into the kitchen um, and doesn't necessarily immediately say anything, just sort of gives a, gives a little nod, walks over to the refrigerator to, um, to just sort of pull out a, a you know, a little, a little beer bottle. Um, you know, Hank is not a man that drinks a lot, but when he does, he's, you know, just wants to kind of kick back, relax a little. Even a mad scientist needs, you know, a little, a little relaxation. And, uh, he starts to walk out, but instead turns around and just sort of stands there awkwardly for a few seconds, clearly getting ready to say something. And it's just sort of like, okay, well, uh, hmm. just, uh, all right, all right, all right, here we are. Mm, okay. Hey, uh, Noctis, hey, uh, mm-hmm. it's been a little bit here, and I just wanted to see how you were, how you were doing biscuits right right biscuits are it pushes the plates of biscuits towards hank oh well i mean uh i mean if if you're offering i won't oh my god this wow you know hey this is (laughs) wow uh i'm not usually a man who doesn't have words but wow this is just this is something uh, it seems that you've got talents that go much deeper than crushing some skulls, it seems. Um, <laughs> so, listen, Noctis, there's just two things I wanted to sort of check in on. Mm-hmm. The first is Lucy. Uh, has Lucy given you any trouble? Because I feel like that could potentially be some trouble. Uh, haven't really seen much of Lucy. That's probably for the best. I mean, listen, Lucy will, Lucy will come around. Lucy is, uh, well, uh, I mean, I guess as you can see, this world is a little bit complicated. You're here. Lucy's here. Uh, some people might think that that is cataclysmic and, uh, well, a little bit of a sign of the apocalypse. Mm. Uh, well, I guess maybe they aren't too far off, are they? I don't know much about apocalypses. Never been to one. <laughs> well, you know, that's uh, that's a good sign. I guess that's a certainly isn't fun. Um. Listen, you're not in trouble. You're not. I know that maybe the way Lucy was in that meeting uh, was a little probably stark, a little jarring. But everyone else took to you and 
part of that may be the fact that, you know, there is someone else who is, for lack of a better term, not quite normal. Mm-hmm. There's some, well, you know, Allie's not all of this earth, if you will. Um, Tell Lucy, I don't want apocalypse. I'll tell Lucy. I I think that... Hmm. Listen, Noctis, there are things that I have not told most people. And the fact of the matter is, is I feel like until I tell you this, you're going to wonder why people just sort of, well, people here specifically, have taken to you. The world is not going to be as kind as the people that are here in this bunker. I thought it was very strange how the first people I ever saw who didn't run away. Well, I'm not sure how to say this, but time is kind of an interesting thing, and so is the mind. Noctis... Would you find it weird if I told you that these people have known you, even if they don't know they've known you? What's weird? Well, I guess there's a lot to go over. Um, I'll tell you what, why don't we just sort of start from... Well, let's just start from the beginning. Let, let, let's dictate one last moment here. What would you think is like the best way for someone to teach Noctis about basically like everything that there is about, you know, occult and supernatural, but also like the world around them, uh, like movies or, you know, books or just sort of yeah noctis likes books and that's one of the first ways that they started figuring out anything about you know anything and they came across cookbooks and then just got totally obsessed with cooking and sort of stopped branching out but noctis likes books so sure um all right well hey listen uh i haven't shown you your room necessarily just yet and part of that was because i realized that well, you don't sleep. Um, and uh, I figured, you know, you would probably want to use the kitchen, but sometimes you might want to be able to just sort of get away from the general public. So uh, I'll just, just follow me here. And uh, the, two of, the two of them walk down uh, a couple of hallways here, make you know one or two turns. And, uh, there's a keypad and, um, Hank shows you the, the, uh, like the key code essentially, you know, making sure not to tell anyone else about it. And when the door opens, it is a, uh, like a little personal library with some seats, some, uh, you know, some pretty decent lighting, like, uh, like mood lighting. I don't know how to say that. Not mood lighting. I feel. I think that's more romantic. What's the word? <laughs> of the movie? It's just like it's not fluorescent and dingy 
which is kind yeah. of a first in the bunker. It's one of the only places that seems well lit, well well lived, perhaps, um, but not like run down. Um, there's comfortable seating. There's pretty much everything that you could want. Uh, there's a couple uh, computers there, and essentially, it's just uh, Hank's like research place or pay us uh, pace. Wow, what is going on with my English today? His personal space for research. There we go. Um, and so he says, you can come here whenever you want. You can use the kitchen whenever you want. Um, I know you haven't been here long, so I know you've probably got a lot of questions, but, uh, take your time, read what you want, and if you have any questions, uh, ask CL3, ask Buck, ask me, eh, maybe give Lucy just a just a little space for now. Uh, Noctis kind of hums and runs their fingers over the books. Enjoy these and we'll we'll talk again soon. Uh, Noctis is already engrossed and grabbed a book off the shelf and has started reading. What's the first book that Noctis picks up? A Tale of Two Cities. Awesome. I like that. That's a, that's a, that's a really cute little button, like, you know, just kind of like slowly, like, the camera panning and then you see, see that book. Um... Some Dickensian cool. revolutionaries. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello, Whitney and Jordan. Hello. Hello. Uh, before we get to our final scene here, it's time to uh, talk about leveling up, which is a fun little thing that happens in, in games of all varieties. Uh, and it's one of my favorite little bits that happens because it gives new challenges for, for me, but also gives new tools for storytelling uh, for, for you all. And I think that that is very fun. Um, so, Whitney, <laughs> let's start with Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you leveled up twice mm-hmm. in the first arc and i think that we did we actually discuss one of the new moves in the christmas arc or had we just sort of like talked about it but like off air we i think we talked about it but off air i did not um i have an idea of what i want but i don't think that we decided anything firm so this Mm -hmm. will be choosing choosing two uh things to level up with perfect okay Um, so yeah, so you can choose any of the, of the first, uh, improvements that are on there. Yeah. So I am going to choose for the, um, for the first improvement, I am going to choose, I'm going to get one plus one cool because I have plus zero cool. And I feel like that hurt me a few times Mm. and, uh, I feel like cool is used a lot. Um, I don't really feel like. I'm also minus one weird, but I don't feel like for a meddling kid, Annabelle needs more weird. I think right right now it's more important for cool because that came into play a lot more often. So that's one of the improvements that I'm going to take for level two. And then for level level three, I'm going to take a move from another playbook. And part of this is because I want this move. And part of it is because Annabelle spent so much time with TJ starting out that it's from the uh, mundane playbook and it's oops is the move that I'm taking, which is if you want to stumble across something important, I tell you and you will find, I will find something important and useful, although it may not necessarily be related to 
immediate problems. Oh, that's awesome. I so like that because anytime like anytime I want to stumble across something important, I can. Oh man. And like, this could end up being like a double whammy. Like if I, you know, when we get back to another point where Annabelle and TJ are back in like the same mystery or haunt or whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. again, uh, you could both use the same move and I would have to come up with two totally different things and I'd have to be like, okay, all right. All right, everyone. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. I've got a, <laughs> I've got a, uh, there's a pencil in the room and now you can write your clues. Uh, no, I, can, I, I would never be that bad at it. Um, well, that's awesome. Scary. I like those. Yeah. Ooh, haunted pencil. Um, those are two very, very good moves. I like, I like where this is heading for Annabelle. Mm -hmm. Um, now let's talk about Garth Jordan. Yes, Colin, it's me. <laughs> uh, so Garth is the flake. Um, you are also going to level up two times. Uh, I think you guys actually were one point away from leveling up, but I just felt like, you know, let's just keep everyone together. It's just one point. I'll give it to you. Um, oh, cool. So, yeah. So pick, uh, pick two moves from this first list of improvements here. Um, well then I am going to use one that gives me more sharp. Okay. Uh, and then maybe, well, I guess only one gives me sharp. Yeah. So I guess I'm just going to get the first one, get plus one in sharp. Okay. What is, what is Garth sharp now after that plus one? Uh, 6,000. Just kidding. <laughs> um, now, now Garth has a sharp of three. Wow. Okay. Man, Garth is smart as hell um well maybe <laughs> <laughs> um all right and so what's your what's your second uh improvement my second improvement take a move from another playbook gain another option uh i'm gonna take just another one of my moves okay uh, just another another flake move if that's yeah if that's okay um I think I already have net friends. I think I'm going to use Sneaky um, because I feel like if we can change the name Sneaky for also Cowardly, I think that's fine. <laughs> um, so it's when you attack from ambush or from behind, I can inflict plus two harm. Perfect. Nice. All right. I like that. We'll see how that uh, we'll see how that adds into things. Um, <laughs> we will. Yeah, we will. We'll see if you can pull it off. Oh, we'll see if it even happens. <laughs> if I, I might just have to kill you first. Surprise. <laughs> Garth has been poisoned. Uh, <laughs> again. Yeah, again for the second time. Um, it's completely up to you two as to what your scene looks like and what happens. Um, so... What about, okay, Garth will then begin to leave the meeting and uh, probably will want to be getting his mind off of it and maybe like do the whole like, I don't know, just walk away and forget it sort of a thing almost unless he's actually needed back, which because he's not convinced that this is actually real. Um, so then, I don't know, I guess I could be like, leaving and then if it's inside the bunker you were saying Whitney mm -hmm. that you're building the surveillance thing then what about like um do you like the idea of it being like perhaps like in a closet or something like somewhere that's pretty innocuous yeah so that's definitely you know we being that everyone gets a room 
I was kind of thinking that maybe I would be, I would, I think Annabelle would choose something like a closet and empty out the closet <laughs> and keep anything that she thought was useful in there. Like a, a good janitor's closet with a bunch of like iron rack shelves and she's just in there emptying out what is not useful, but keeping all the random junk that is. And maybe she even has like another closet somewhere down the hall open and she's actually scavenging out of that and bringing stuff into her closet. I like that idea. Like maybe I run into you in the hallway and you're holding. Yeah, I, I think maybe, maybe I wouldn't maybe be. Too much yeah, stuff. I wouldn't be like super hard to find because I've literally have like doors flung open of different closets down the hall and I've throwing stuff out of one and carrying it from one to another and just kind of scavenging throughout the building. But yeah, I definitely would have like arms full of things and I'm dropping them and whatever. Okay. Then um, how about, then let's start the scene. Then Garth opens the door from the meeting and then he sees Annabelle walking past him and you drop a keyboard mm -hmm. and then I'll go to grab it. Uh, do you do you need this one too? Do you have, uh, it looks to be about 7,000 parts do you want this one or is this one I thrown away don't really know what i need yet uh so probably yes is the answer i need all of it we'll we'll see what i come up with in the end but i am um, i'm just trying to get everything that i think might be useful so i can start rigging up this uh this room to uh to my specifications that's that's really what we're looking for here is um a, a place that i feel like i can accurately you know scope out and uh maybe does not have surveillance in it yet um i assume this whole place is bugged top to bottom so you know i uh, am looking for a place that's a little bit more covert in this building that i can claim for my own so uh, as garth is reaching down to pick up the keyboard he says well that's the first thing you've ever said to me and that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> well, uh, that's kind of my whole I am kind of a lot to unpack. What are you surveying? Is that, did I hear you correctly? Uh, surveilling, yes. Uh, uh, everybody, everything. I don't trust anyone or anything uh, most of the time. I, so yes, I'm surveilling everybody and everything. My first, uh, first rule of order here is going to be um, silencing the room, making sure there are no bugs in it, and setting it up with infrared so I know if anyone has walked in or out of the door. Once I know that there's nothing in it that's not mine, then I can start figuring out what I'm going to, you know, build and surveil uh, from there. But first I want to make sure that there's no one in this room but me. Okay, well, my name is Garth. I'm a human. Don't surveil me. <laughs> Uh, I can help you move the stuff and you could, do you need help setting up? Sure. I mean, I'll definitely take an extra pair of hands. I'm just trying to f scavenge anything that is not currently in use, but I might be able to use. I found this old, um, reel to reel tape recorder. I'm definitely going to figure out something with that. Just, you know, extra spare parts I found laying around. So feel free to help me. Uh, I'm Annabelle and I definitely will surveil you at some point, Garth. So, um that's a thing but uh it's you know i'm really not so much interested in humans as i am figuring out exactly what the deal is with everything here so 
you know, you're 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 last that's, on my list of people to surveil, but that's uh, that's great. And if I may, I am superhuman. <laughs> uh, not like like I mean, like I'm very much so uh-huh. a boring, uh, mundane human mm-hmm. being. Um, that's it. Uh, so I guess cool. You might not have to surveil me uh, after mm-hmm. all. Uh, mm-hmm. We're we're good. Okay. But um, if you need, I have batteries. Um, Definitely. I have three. I have three of them. They're all three <laughs> AAA, mm-hmm. which I don't know if those people use those. I have them. Uh, I do have some trail not cameras. Not knowing if people use AAA batteries is not a thing someone superhuman would say, Garth. Uh, well, that was I meant. They're the ones. Uh-huh. Uh, they're the the circle, the small circle yep. ones. Um, Pretty common, Garth. Quintuple, quintuple A, um, that people <laughs> that people can have for whatever they for whatever they yeah, like. I'm uh, sure I'm sure we could make use uh, of them. I hope so. Uh, I am uh, because I feel I am like also a human, uh, as is everybody here. Uh, I am a high school student, and uh, but just because you're making such a big point of it, uh, yes, I believe you are human um, because all of us are. Now, there's one, if there's, holy smokes, do I have a story for you? Uh-huh. There is this person here that I know that is not a person, mm-hmm. and they have wings, mm-hmm. and they can kind of just go wherever they mm-hmm. want. Uh, I mean, I understand that, you know, we all can uh, with money and identification and whatever but this person can go in and out of buildings quickly her name is lucy Mm -hmm. uh and she's wow i bet you she has a lot of stuff that would need surveilling uh (laughs) all the time sure um so here's the thing garth i've seen a lot of interesting things so far but i started seeing interesting things when i was pretty young and everyone my whole life has told me that I've been imagining them. I know I'm not imagining them, but I have a whole blog dedicated to this uh, for many, many years now, if you are interested. But I have been tracking government experimentation and um, government technology and how I think that's playing into all of this. I guarantee you that Lucy can do those things but I also am fairly certain that Lucy is just a human wit that has been experimented upon. Uh, well, she has committed identity fraud. Mm-hmm. I know that. Yeah. Um, and which is, wow, we bad <laughs> stuff. Uh, but well, what's the, you said you had a blog? I do. Yes. It's called, this what's, is not the blog you're looking it, for. I know, I know your mm-hmm. blog. I have it bookmarked, uh, in, well, on my computer, just my normal computer. There's really, it's nothing special. And then it's under blogs I like. Oh, well, thank and you. And I didn't realize that was thank you, your that blog. That is my blog. Yes, I have been setting out to, uh, you know, uh, prove that these are government hoaxes and not supernatural beings or supernatural events for a very long time. Ever since my dog disappeared. That's a long story. That's even more to unpack, in fact. So we'll just leave that there. Uh, I definitely will, however, be surveilling Lucy. So thanks for that tip. Oh, sure. Oh, for sure. And then 
Um, another one, uh, Natalie is her name. She has a small necklace that she wears that isn't really a necklace. I'll throw anybody under the bus today, now. Uh, and she's strange. She's very nice, mm-hmm. strange, and probably... I think I remember her and Lucy talking about it. We were having coffee and she was like, oh, I love identity theft and I do it so much. And it seemed and then they high fived each other. So that might be um, kind of a uh, surveilling uh, that might sort of spark the surveilling interest uh, as well. I don't care so much about criminal activity as I do government activity, military activity. So, you know. Uh, I, I, they, they were, uh, and they were also like, oh yeah, they said something about hacking a mainframe, and then they were like, they high five with both hands after that. That's a it was lot like, of oh, high fiving that you have witnessed, Garth. <laughs> yeah, they're really reckless and dangerous. Um, but hey, I really liked your post about how you thought the Jersey Devil was actually. There's multiple of them, and they're a series of robots. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked that mm-hmm. post. I think that it's an a, a really great case of misdirection to take something that everyone traditionally thinks of as feral and animal-like and disguise the military technology of the robots that you're building by just completely sending people in the other direction as, you know, like people who are um, less than other humans and so they don't even come close to suspecting robots. It's such a good way to get in and out of places. So I work at a grocery store and because of budgets and stuff, we've had to our like little children's um, playground area, not playground, but like where the parents sort of drop their kids off while they shop because they might have had too Mm -hmm. much. Uh, We got rid of the people who vacuum in there. We've gotten Roombas and I'm fully convinced. And I'd like to know what Mm -hmm. you think uh, that those might be those were created by the government to spy at least on our grounds and like maybe get uh, a record of like what we're eating these days, what our shoes look like or sound like, depending on what the floor surface is these days. Well, that... I guess that's just what I think. That certainly is a theory. Um, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about it. Sure. Uh, great. I don't think that the government probably cares about our shoes or our food because they're the ones selling us our shoes and our food but they could be handy surveillance maybe I'll bug one or two and uh, put them around this place and see what I can capture thank you for the idea Garth you're welcome now I will also offer this because this is just something uh, a, a friendly person normal boring person would do I will take both of the Roombas from my work because I really don't like those things Mm -hmm. and i'll bring them here and i'll help you rig up whatever surveillance you want on them i'm not good at tech but i'm passable Mm -hmm. at tech because just like a boring person i have you know just i'm just working too much to get into weird stuff Yeah, Garth, have you ever heard of the the phrase the lady doth protest too much that's the that came right after comedy of errors yeah that's the shakespeare yeah thing uh for for some mm-hmm. reason i was just reminded of that 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 fr- that phrase <laughs> um yeah it's like it was like a they there was like a sequel to macbeth or mm-hmm. something or uh, yeah it's 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 I a love. line it's a line out of uh yeah uh something about you is just triggering that phrase within me uh 
Garth. I, um, I'm just feeling a little bit like you are maybe the least trustworthy person I've met here so far. Oh, well, uh, two things. Mm -hmm. One, shucks. (laughs) Two, uh, I don't know if that's right. Uh Three, bonus, bonus point, bonus Uh point. Uh, that's, I guess that's fine with me because I, you were, you were very normal and boring and average, uh, as I, as I have heard. So this doesn't impact you too much. I would guess. No, kind of a lazy guy, Uh uh, naps and stuff and just, that's about it for me. Uh, Yeah. I definitely, mm -hmm. definitely believe you. Uh, but the, are you just moving up here just to this closet? Do you have a room here as well? I was told we each get a room. No, I go to high school. I live with my parents. Um, I have a shed in the backyard that I call my freak shed. And I have uh, <laughs> some surveillance and equipment. And, uh, you know, it's where I write my blogs and do my research. And uh, I thought that if I were going to be coming in and out of here frequently... I would um, sort of do freak shed redux here in the uh, base so that I had some equipment around and some some research that I could do as I was coming in and out. But no, I live at home. So a freak shed annex. Yes. That's very mm-hmm. cool. Uh, I can um, I can make you a sign for the door. Uh, I have a Sharpie at home and plenty of resume paper. I would prefer not to have a sign on the door. I would rather this door go unnoticed. Um, okay. Let me... What about this one? A sign. Mm -hmm. I could use resume paper again. I have way too much Mm -hmm. of the stuff. Something like, keep on moving. (laughs) Nothing here. Uh, janitor. I could... Extreme janitor closet. Extreme. Uh, something... I feel like people yeah, would like be very interested much in an extreme janitor closet, though. Don't you think that you would want to know what was in an extreme janitor closet? Yeah, I guess the imagery right now is almost overwhelming. Yes. Uh, yeah, that seems it's, like a very it's, cool It's closet. a very evocative sign that you were proposing, Garth. Uh, I could just write document annex three. And that seems pretty boring. Mm, that's closer. That's closer. You should you should probably brainstorm some ideas and uh, let me know what you come up with. I do have one question, though. Yes. What is resume paper? Oh, well, <laughs> resume paper, it's very, it's very expensive paper <laughs> that is thick and seems trivial. But they still sell a ton of the stuff. Um, say you have a really important document you want to print out. Like for me, I don't because again, not a lot going on here. Um, you would maybe print it on there. A really cool birthday invitation, uh, quinceanera invitation, bat mitzvah invitation, (laughs) um, whatever you want, really just something, something that's important, uh, that you don't mind spending $30 for a pack of paper on. I see. I still don't know why it's called resume paper other than a resume is one of those potential documents, but I'll take your word for it. I'm not too keen on paper. It's a little old school for me. I agree. Yep. I'm a big fan of bits and uh-huh. bytes yeah. and the internet 
and paper free yes, for me you, is what I've is what I've been Garth saying for a while. Very savvy. I yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Annabelle is about to pull out a hidden camera and bug detector. Mm, okay. Will Garth, will Garth need to stand away from that is my question. <laughs> uh, depending on who it's for, yes. Well, because I'm, I'm going to sweep the closet before I start installing anything. Oh, Book. you're pulling out a hidden camera and a bug detector that was already in no, the closet? No, that was already on me. Oh, on you for... Oh, okay, yeah, I think I would like to be... I might like to be... Oh, d- does it make... What would be narratively more interesting if I was present for it or if I was not present for it? I also think it would make sense for Annabelle to say that that's what she was about to do and give Garth a chance to walk away because she clearly knows that something is up there. And so, not trusting him and assuming that he is in some way bugged or camered, but also liking him enough to give him the chance to not beep when she's sweeping the closet, is I think probably <laughs> how, how Annabelle would play it on, on her end, is giving him the option to not be there and potentially register with her detector. I think that sounds cool, because then I like the idea of the narrative of Garth always trying to convince Annabelle that he is... he's just a boring regular human (laughs) I think this is a good idea and Annabelle clearly already being on to the the game (laughs) yes yes alright so uh, Garth I just want to uh, let you know that I have this hidden camera and bug detector that I'm going to use to sweep the room for cameras and listening devices before I start setting up any of this stuff that I have collected. So if you, uh, for any reason, need to leave and not be near a hidden camera and bug detector, or maybe you need, you know, lunch because you are very boring and very average, uh, (laughs) I am about to turn this on. So, um, I, uh, Thank you for letting me mm-hmm. know. Uh, I can, if it's not, if I'm not imposing, I can, if you need any more help setting up, I'm happy to help. Um, if not, I'll split because I do, I do have to eat yeah, lunch. I thought, I thought something like that might be the case. So yeah, before, before I get anything fully set up, I do want to make sure that this is a clean room. So, um, yeah, I will definitely look for you later if I need help setting other things up. You seem like a gadgety person, so if I uh, need your assistance, I will find you later. But in the meantime, I thought you might urgently need lunch while I sweep this room. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And I felt while you were saying uh, the word lunch, my my watch did buzz, and I looked down, and it did say lunchtime, and it even had a little smiley face. So yeah, it's something oh, I look forward to. Nice. So I think I, yeah, I just love it. Love lunch. Um, maybe some soup. That's a pretty boring food. Yeah, soup, soup is, is good. Soup is good. Average food. Yep, I think I might even just do that. Maybe just, you know what? I'm even talking too much about what I'm gonna <laughs> eat. So I'm gonna split. Great. Great. See you later, Garth. Okay. Uh, t- okay. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>
Annabelle realizes that she is missing a tool in order to bolt something down. She just has the wrong size, so she is kind of sneaking back down the hall to take a look in a different closet to see if she can find the right one. And that's when she hears a conversation coming from uh, a small crack in one of the doorways. Sir, we have found a signal. It seems as if it is his. Wait, are you... are you entirely sure about that? Are you entirely sure that it is his signal? Yes, without a doubt. Alright, well, uh... I'm gonna have to start getting some, some stuff ready. It's gonna take us some time. We're gonna have to have a plan if we're gonna get there and, and get him out. And, uh... I don't know. I think I might... I think it might be smart to take Annabelle. Sir, do you think that is wise? Yeah, I... Hang on a second. And Annabelle hears footsteps coming towards the door. And when Hank quickly opens the door to make sure there is no one out there, there is no one there. And the last thing we see before the lights fade out is as the door closes, Annabelle hiding inside a closet, peeking under the doorway and wondering what the hell she just heard. Mmm. Intrigue. Listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fishstick. Neil deGrasse Tyson. If I was going to get in a fight and I had to pick one astrophysicist to be on my side, <laughs> Lulu. In the beginning, there was milk and it came out of a cow or whatever. This is right. a completely accurate representation of the history of milk, by the way. The Professor. I think it'd be pretty psychologically damaging to have to fight two building-sized babies. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. Like, there's a reason he's completely shaved. It's I Don't Know Radio, part of the Scavengers Network and Podcast NH. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and, unfortunately, everywhere else.